0: Well, you know what they say about being orange and racist. Nope.
1: <laughs>
0: Much of, oh, like... yeah. Wait. yeah. And he's orange.
2: Oh. Um, oh, I thought you were talking yeah. about Gritty, and I was not about to stand for that. <laughs>
3: I went to, like, the Lorax, but, like... <laughs> oh, right. Okay.
2: Seto Kaiba will bother us no more. <laughs> I'm not going to give up Kaiba Corporation without a real fight. It's takeover time by me. I attack with the blue-eyes white dragon. I thought you were so dumb. You had
1: it all under control. Now we got to see up. You're gonna take back what you know. Give it up. Cause now I'm back.
2: What the fuck is up, Duelist? You're listening to another episode of Pot of Greed. It's me, your boy Joey Wheeler of the show AKA The Rope of Nope. And uh, also my real name is Jared. Hi. I'm guest starring <laughs> <Yeah>. again.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean you're 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 had not had us. You're leading us on into the future because none of us are capable of doing that. Hi. I'm Sarah, also known <laughs> as Just a Simple Worm. <laughs> Nice. Living in a lonely dungeon. That's
4: nice. Me. I'm Dan, aka. Uh, the boy is wearing janty hose.
0: Can <laughs> I Google janty
3: hose?
0: Come on, Audrey <laughs> Blowstone.
3: And I am I uh, Yu Gi Oh! Gesper Audrey, aka. I'm the gate guardian, guardian of the gate. Dark magician quivers before
2: me. Fuck off! Fuck off!
4: <laughs> Fuck off! <laughs>
2: Uh and on a Pot of Greed episode 23 here. We're talking about episodes 19, 20, and 21, Double Trouble Duel Part 1, 2, and 3. Yeah. In the English.
0: Jesus, I'm glad someone knows what episode of Pot of Greed this is. Because
2: <laughs> I sure don't. Yeah. It's fine. It's been weeks since I've been here. <laughs>
0: We're all just um, along
2: for the ride, as is.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the Japanese name is, we have Labyrinth Tag Duel and some other names. We don't have that, the easy option of just Double Trouble Duel. Part we had to work hard three. for to get where <laughs> we are today.
2: You had to get regular ass episode names. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah, we, we jump into episode 19, Double Trouble Duel Part 1. Uh, Before
0: we-, we do that, just just a second, I want to ask... <laughs> Jared, the last time you were on, did we get you to say your history with Yu-Gi-Oh? Yes.
2: Uh, I I my long... think so.
3: Long and uh, constant history. Um,
4: <laughs> yeah, I but... remember Audrey's. Uh... Who
0: was it we I forgot to do? I don't do think I we... said mine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we forgot to do it with Jared. Ah.
2: Okay. Uh, well, my history with Yu-Gi-Oh is I used to actually play the card game for about two years. It was mostly just with my brother and a couple close friends. <laughs> Uh, But I have like, I'd say probably close to a 1000 Yu-Gi-Oh cards for no real reason. And uh, on top of that, I think I wanted to share the story last time too. But I had a fun exchange when I was visiting Washington DC one time where I was on the subway and a random man handed me like a deck full of Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Oh
1: my god! Like, oh, shit.
2: I, I swear to God, this is not made up. But I came home from that trip to Washington D.C. with a deck full of Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and they were all six to seven star cards or higher. It was unbelievable. I just got like extremely that was god.
4: rare. Cards. You I'm got a man special, man special awesome. luck event.
2: I really did. You met Jared. You met God. <laughs> I met. Yeah, I met Yu-Gi, and he just gave me an entire deck for free. Um, yeah, I guess that, that's I stopped what playing. What
0: happens in GX?
2: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway,
0: sort
3: of. He, he gives him one specific <laughs> card. True. He gives him, like, Wayne Karibo, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's my experience with Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, I watched the show up through GX, I think, and then I fell off, and then I picked it back up randomly when 5Ds started airing in the U.S., and that mm-hmm. was about it.
0: Yeah, let's, let's get into it, unless anyone has other... Uh... Uh, exciting news or anything to say before we get into it?
3: Uh, this doesn't have to be included in the final thing, but um, I did want to guest on these uh, specific episodes because of manga stuff I find interesting. So I hope everyone's okay with me interjecting yeah. at the end. Uh, it's really at at the very end of all these three episodes that like interesting stuff happens in the manga that gets co- totally cut out.
2: Yeah, I'm yeah. totally open to you being here. It's it's nice to have a secondary guest, it makes me a lot less nervous, but also, I wanted to be on these episodes for a very specific phrase, and that's it, and it happens yeah. in the first fucking episode.
0: Okay, well okay. you gotta shut the fuck up while we do the episode, <laughs> coming in your bits only. <laughs> Alright, um, fair enough. Yeah, the first note I have is big fucking rock energy.
2: Yeah, really, yeah. honestly, huge oh, fucking yeah. rock energy. We start off... Stuffed- with uh, a recap of the previous duel between joey and i think it was ghost in the english dub uh i I think it was
4: bones it's
2: bones Bones, in the dub
3: and ghost in the japanese
2: there we go uh and then after that we get this like after that we see them being closed in very biblical style to this cave (laughs) yeah and then it cuts to Yugi, Tristan, and Joey trying to push the boulder out of the way. And it's hilarious watching tiny Yugi try to shove this, like, boulder 30 times his size.
0: And just, like, Bakara and Nanzi are just, like, watching, like, nah, mate, you're never going to do it. Um, yeah. And then I do believe Bakara just kind of wanders off. Like, all right, his, guys, his Millennium it's this Millennium Ring way. starts
2: acting up. I know yes. Yeah,
4: it's- apparently the Millennium Ring can pick up the Millennium Eye that Pegasus has, so... As long as they follow the ring, they'll find their way to Pegasus.
2: Um, as as they start like navigating the cave, it cuts to Pegasus in his castle, and he's just watching them through cameras that just I guess exist in this cave. But like it's a tracking shot of them walking, and so the camera would have to be like moving along an opening in the ceiling of this cave. So it's nonsense, and I love it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, in the um the subversion we get the really really good like tubular bells theme tune which I mm. it's like my favorite music of this entire show. Um yeah, and so- we just get that and it's really ominous while they're kind of like reality TV Big Brother style. He's just like watching them. Yeah. Um he's <laughs> a chill like, dude.
4: Then let's see what's on torture TV and he <laughs> Yeah. Cuts to Smokeba and it starts like <laughs> It shows it's Mokuba in the little jail cell, and he's just like thinking to himself. And we get we get the first orphanage flashback of these three episodes.
2: Yeah, and I want to point out so that uh, Mokuba, TV. <laughs> Mokuba has a function that's in the shape of uh it's in the shape of a dual monsters card. And when he oh. opened, he opens it up, it has a picture of Kaiba inside of it.
3: Huh. I mean, the only other option would have. Been for it to be in the shape of a blue eyes white dragon, so
2: right, yeah, absolutely. You think they, yeah. Sell these?
0: they do
3: sell these. Oh my god, <laughs> of course they
0: do. .2. UK cosplay yeah. anime duel monsters, kyber pendant locket, 26 pounds and 55 pence. Buy it now. <laughs> Last a lot one, of money for me. Better get it soon,
2: yeah. Audrey, what yeah. was your uh, your mind?
0: Oh, yeah,
3: just that, okay, so like. In the manga, like Bakura's like, oh, we should go to the right, and like Anzu's like, oh wow, you have a really good sense of direction. and then like looks at him and she's like, oh, you're using the ring.
1: (laughs) It's really good,
3: and and he's like, yeah, and there's just like this really like sort of tense exchange where she's just like, (laughs) uh, because he said earlier in the manga, he's like, oh, it's fine as long as I'm not wearing it, it's just a piece of jewelry, and she's just like. You're very clearly wearing it, but go off, I guess.
2: <laughs> That's very good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, like in the after... in the anime we kind of miss because like we don't really know how, that the Millennium Ring is bad. Like we sort of do, but not really. Yeah. It's not really made clear. It's just kind of like there's that throwaway episode and now Bakura is just like running about the labyrinth, like, whoa, is this way? Let's go. Yeah. Well, um, I, I
2: think part of it is that after the like um, the D and D session that Bakura and Yami had, Yami sealed away Yami Bakura like temporarily, uh, and and then because everyone else thought it was a dream, they have no reason to think that he would be evil. So.
0: Um, so we 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 after the orphanage flashbacks we cut back to the gang and they wandered into this like labyrinth. Everyone's like, "Oh, the walls look really rock-like and man-made." Um, and then Bakura just starts like running.
2: Yeah, they they to wild chase through this maze after Bakura. It's really funny to watch um, them run from one corridor <laughs> to another almost randomly.
0: Yeah, um, and so he like basically runs into the set of a Hong Kong cinema film.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Pretty much. I mean, like, I literally, I do assume that, like, that was what Takahashi like took all this from.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because makes- it's
0: very like bristly. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah. And like. It's good. We, we, At least it's good in the anime and the manga. I feel like it gets a little bit dodgy in the 4Kids version. It's
4: really bad in the 4Kids version. a little you bit. like Chinese stereotypes?
2: Yeah, we get some yeah. We get to have Chinese accents.
4: stereotypes. And, <laughs> I mean, although only one of them has a racist accent.
2: That's true. Is that true? Oh my god, yeah. it's been so yeah. long
4: since I've watched the dub.
2: It's, it's really, really the bad. The one in
4: orange, I yeah. don't...
2: Yeah. The, the, the way that I understand it is the one in orange is para, and the one in green is dox. Para has a very racist Chinese accent, and Dox just doesn't. He just sounds like <laughs> a big bully character in That's the dox.
3: so yeah. good. Thank you for kids.
2: <laughs> um after after there the team go. ends up entering the, the little duel area, we get this like recited, very rehearsed monologue from Para and Dox. Yeah. And they, they finish each other's sentences. They're very literally Yu Gi Oh's Team Rocket from like Pokemon.
4: Don't they speak in rhyme? They, they do speak in rhyme.
3: <laughs> oh, no. Except
2: for I think one scene in the third episode, everything else they say is a rhyme couplet. Uh, really, thanks bad for kids. I hate it. Yeah.
4: Also, I don't know if it specifically shows up in this bit right here, but. We're going to see it a lot. They really like recycling this little bit of animation where they both do a flip.
2: Yeah, thank you for calling that out. If you listen to this episode or if you end up watching these episodes, these three episodes, please take a shot every time these (laughs) bastards do a flip when they get excited because they do it a lot.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, yeah, mm-hmm.
2: and I think they take a while to explain like the rules of the duel that they have set up, but they they end up saying it's a two-on-two duel, and it's pretty clear that that is like the intent. And Joey says, "What, like a tag team?" <laughs> after, it's <made laughs> already extremely clear that it's a two-on-two duel. So, like, yeah, good job, Joe. I'm yeah. glad you. Got very-
4: also, after after they complete the duel, they have to like go. They have to like do this ri- solve the riddle, where yeah. they. They have to pick one door. There's two doors. If they pick the wrong one, they get trapped in the maze. They pick the right door, they get out. Yeah. And they say that like only one of them will tell the truth and the other one will only tell lies. Right. right. Yeah, we... this, this I, so, think... I guess it's only in the context of the riddle because this never happens again.
2: It is brought up towards the end and the resolution to it is really confusing and I promise yeah. I'll do my best to explain it. But yeah. uh, I, I think then Joey... Or maybe I think Yugi brings out Yami, says he'll partner with Joey, and then they start to like prep for the duel. And in the English version, Joey says the fantastic line of "All right, use Brothers Paradox. Me and Yugi are gonna clean your clocks."
4: It's <laughs> very important that I point this bit out that happens when after Yami transforms, mm. we get to see a quick shot of Yami's feet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the
4: thing about Yami's feet is he's not wearing shoes. They're just one pants. His, his 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 jeans extend to his feet like footy pajamas. Yeah, he's
1: wearing jeans. <laughs> <juice. It's...
4: laughs> one could either interpret this as Judy pajamas or <laughs> janty hose.
3: <laughs> oh I hate that. That's oh, so good, Dan. Uh... Oh my god! It's not, it's not even that he's the only one. The same thing is true with like Kaiba. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I wish know.
3: Kazuki Takahashi knew how to draw boots.
1: I don't. It's or anything.
3: really. It's really not that hard a skill in terms of art to learn. I'm very bad at art. I could
0: draw boots.
2: I'll have to screen one cap
4: one. it, and we'll have to use it as episode art.
2: Please. Oh, my yeah.
0: God. Thank you, Takahashi's jaunty hose. <laughs> um, all the fetishists out there,
3: this one's for you. <laughs> this one's and then, for uh, you. Joey,
2: Joey ends up wagering two starships while Yugi wagers four for a total of six, which, uh, if they win the duel... Then they both have enough star chips to get into Pegasus's castle, and also I don't know if it's like clear or not, but I think the Paradox Brothers are eliminators. Like yeah, they're the not- player they're
4: killers. To be player killers. Okay,
2: that's so weird. It
4: leads me to wonder if what the hiring process is for player killers. Does. Does Pegasus hand-select these people? He does, Absolutely and he bases it he on how need,
2: cartoonishly evil they are.
4: I need a goth clown who loves the dark, and I need a pair of Chinese stereotypes, <laughs> but only one of them could have an accent. This is important.
3: <laughs> so here's the thing. like Pegasus is basically like if Elon Musk decided to spend all his time and money on children's games, and like... Yeah children's pursuits. Like, his whole thing is he's like, ha ha, I'm a whimsical adult who, like, so he's not. grew up.
1: Oh, yeah. no. <laughs> and I so, mean, like, yeah.
3: yeah, like, who are you? You're an eccentric billionaire who has, like, a very childlike whimsical view of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, who are you gonna get to knock off all of your competitors on your secret island that, like, no one can get to a goth yeah. clown and a pair of chinese stereotypes seems to fit the bill
4: to me
2: you absolutely Tired. have to <laughs> it's, it's the law uh and then i think the, the duel is kicked off at this point right yeah Nice. the way
4: the yeah. duel works is it's like this weird sort of maze where like they have to like lead their monsters to the end well, but at the end is like the door thing
2: yeah, so there's there's two <laughs> major things about this duel that's really weird. The first is that the monsters actually have to move across, like, a chessboard. And, like, they they can only move equivalent to their power level. And the other thing is the, the turn order for the tag teams. It's one person from Team 1 goes, then one player from Team 2, and then the other player from Team 1, and then the other player from Team 2. So it's like, it seems like it should be a balanced order, but you could still definitely, like, target the weaker person first. And it's it's kind oh, of busted. Yeah, yeah. And uh and also, Dox, I, the, the first move of the I game. Think, Sorry, go ahead. Well,
3: wait, before we before we do that, I think we have to be very clear as well that this duel didn't have to be that way, at least the oh, labyrinth yeah. part of it.
2: Yeah, absolutely not. This is not like, a standard duel by any means.
3: And like even if it was a tag team tool, like this was I'm sure you're about to get into this, like this was a very specific card played. And yeah. like all of, the, like, so many of the cards played in this duel are so specific to these circumstances. Yeah, and they I know have, they
2: have a gimmick, and that's their entire thing. That's how they win, is because they have a specific gimmick that they have planned.
3: Yes, that can only work in tag team duels and only with their specific set of cards. It's very fascinating.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the the first, like, one of the lines that Joey has is just, like, yeah, they're like, "Oh, this duel will be an labyrinth field," and then Joey's like, "Um, this looks like a normal field to me." And then just like the first card that, uh, like Para draws and plays is the labyrinth card, and yeah, a bunch of yeah. walls rise up, and everyone's like, "Oh, yep. okay." It's, but it's like, a
2: card that has zero attack and three thousand defense. It's mm. like it's an actual monster card, and no one ever decides to attack it, even though at multiple points in the fight there are monsters with oh, enough points to kill the maze. It's so yeah, unique, it's like, frustrating. Like
0: whenever I it was a magic card, Oh,
2: no, it's it's a monster. It's the first monster year.
0: I remember thinking whenever um they were doing all this stuff later where like someone's skull was there, Red Eyes was there, they became like bone dragon together and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> because I was like reading the manga or something and I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, so like he's going to attack the labyrinth because he's" gonna... And then they that they didn't do that. Maybe they yeah. just kind of forgot that it was a monster and not an actual but yeah, so there's like a whole other different rules for it, and then they kind of get into the duel. At the start of the duel they have this whole thing about one of us lies and one of us tells the truth. Right. Um, like, they they go through this whole thing where the animation changes a bit. Um,
4: oh, I thought I, I this... was think
2: a, a later episode.
4: Wait, are you talking about... There is a sequence I'm thinking of, but... I th- yeah, think it's at another like, point in the episode. like,
2: Chibi Joey and Chibi Para, and Joey tells the story of, like, the, the person who lives in the village that only tells truths, and the person that lives in the village that tells only lies. But that's uh, a little later down the line. Oh, I thought that
0: was
4: no. It happens pretty shortly after. There's just, like, a brief bit yeah, at one we, point where we see in between that and now where we see Kaiba looking at his his own side of the locket card which i got to say the picture of mokuba in it looks kind of bad
2: it does look it's <laughs> yeah. literally a jpeg i think it's it's not great quality it looks
4: like someone took the photo of mokuba without hit Without him realizing it until the flash went off.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because I think it's the same photo. Like, it's one photo that had Kaiba and Mokuba, like, playing a game in it. And it's just, like, being kind of cut in half. And then Kaiba got Mm -hmm. the side with Mokuba and Mokuba got the side of Kaiba. But, like, the picture of Kaiba looks, like, put together and Mokuba's just like, I'm
4: playing a game. That that sums up their characters, I think, maybe. Yeah. Pretty
2: much. I was like,
0: we're going to use this photo (laughs) because I look good in it.
2: Uh, and then after that is when we cut back to the tag team duel where Para and Docs explain the rules that they have to move through the maze and that they can only move with like the, the power level of their card. And then Joey mentions that these two rhyming is annoying. And I got to say, he's very correct. And it's also like maybe 10 minutes into the first of three episodes with these hooligans. <laughs> um, and that's, that's when we hear the first time that the Paradox brothers say one of us only tells truth and the other tells lies, but they just leave it at that. Uh, and yeah, then, and then huh. we cut to Pegasus watching from the comfort of his his castle again. Um, which like I, he says something, but that like it's like a two okay. second bit. It's super weird. Gorgonzola
3: ah. cheese and the world's finest wine. Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> you might you might have a different order to us because I've got like this the whole sequence with the changing animation and Beaver mm. Warrior. And then I've got yeah. that it cuts to Pegasus, who goes, "Fantastic!" Um, it's amazing. Like in English, and it's really uh, interesting. Mm, yeah,
2: yeah. Least, I, I definitely don't, see. don't remember seeing. Yeah,
4: that that does make sense, though. I there's some weird editing. Like actually, actually, like just the other day, I was watching an episode of the Brains dub. That's the current dub. It's not four kids. Four kids doesn't exist anymore. But the point is, like in the dub, there's just like this sequence where. This lady's talking to a hot dog vendor, and like, there's just an extended bit of, in the Japanese version, it's just a normal conversation, but in the, mm-hmm. in the dub, they made it a argument over whether or not a hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> there's <laughs> so a lot weird. of memes in it. There's a lot of memes in brains, dub.
2: Okay. Nice.
3: Mm-hmm. Isn't it like a running joke in that?
4: I think so, Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's good.
2: Uh, and then after we cut back from Pegasus, this is when we finally find out that the brothers' names are actually Para and Dox. Para really is the orange one, and Dox is the green one. Um, I and I'm, in I'm in the confident. Japanese,
0: we yeah, have um, in the Japanese we have the May Q brothers. One of them is May, and the other is Q. And I think pretty okay. sure May Q means so it sure labyrinth, So that the brothers.
4: Nice. Um, that um, makes more sense than paradox. <laughs> yeah, I think
0: May is the orange one and Q is the green one. I wasn't really paying attention. I was just based off of the fact that the orange one was usually on the right and the green one was on the left and that's kind of the order of reading, but I don't know, it could have been the other way around. I
3: mean, they do have their names on their foreheads. Yeah, they do. Yeah, I don't know have, I I mean, right. which is which. That's Japanese. It's in kanjis. Yeah, yeah. kanji. So Uh
2: um, for
4: dumb bitches who can't read kanji
2: True The the Brothers Paradox eventually say That they will grant Yugi and Joey each One question and Joey uses his Immediately to ask which door they're guarding As the exit Um, Yeah he's
0: so proud of himself he's just like I got this
2: Yeah and and they both point to one door I believe they point to Dox's door And then um, Yugi Realizes that the one truth teller And the one liar is actually Like a ploy and they're both lying uh, which yeah. doesn't come into play until like the third episode. Mm. Uh, yeah, like then, they
0: have this whole thing, and then they're just like, oh whatever. Just let's just talk start about, being it about it later."
4: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So okay. at this point, y- Yami just gets his beaver out. Yeah, <laughs> he does get his beaver out. It's the
0: thing. Harry
2: Beaver.
4: Yeah.
0: I do. I do love <laughs> and, uh... this beaver warrior. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the way it screams when it dies
2: yeah <laughs> um, so um the the orange brother fuses shadow gould into the labyrinth wall with polymerization and kills one of yugi's monster and it technically didn't move any spaces because it moved through the walls so they're already bending their own pre-established rules
0: yeah
4: it's fucking bullshit
2: it's so yeah, it's like so,
0: some people are fire benders water benders here we got rule benders <laughs> um, that's really good they... thank you i mean you're welcome. You're welcome.
3: At At the end of the day, if the technology in the cards or whatever allowed them to do it,
2: yeah, I uh-huh. guess, but like that's some that's some serious fuckery with the rules, in my opinion I mean
4: given <laughs> that given
3: that Pegasus is the one who created the game and the business he gets up to later in terms of stretching the rules,
2: yeah, I guess mm. that's fair. <laughs> Uh, and then I think at this point Joey is up and he summons a monster, but he doesn't move it into the maze. And like nobody told him not to do that, he did it on his own. And Yugi's very proud of him.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's like a really like sweet little shot. Yeah. It might be later on where Honda is just kind of like watching the drill like, "Oh, Joey, you've really grown. I'm so proud
2: of you." Yeah, like, yeah. it's such a cute little moment. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think just, he... I
4: think the next notable thing to happen is like. I, I'm not, I think Yami summons Celtic Guardian. Yeah,
2: correct. Yep.
4: And, like, Celtic Guardian gets attacked, but thanks to Kunai with Chain. Yard, you're up! Yeah, yeah, so,
2: Celtic Guardian steps into the maze, and, uh, the, the Shadow Ghoul in the wall comes out to kill it, and out of nowhere, we get the Kunai with Chain! And, yes. uh, Para of the Paradox Brothers says, what is this? <laughs> uh, and the q <sighs> 9 with Chain was a trap card that was used to tr- capture any attacking monster and raise the equipped equipped monster's attack. But I want it to be known that the Shadow Ghoul was attacking Celtic Guardian. And Joey says that Celtic Guardian's attacks were boosted were boosted by 500 points, which is important because it comes back later. Yeah, uh, And then mm-hmm. Yugi and Joey have technically defeated their first opponent's monster. And uh, yeah. they, they technically they, have they... the lead here.
0: They have just like a really cool line where they're like, "We'll win with the power of teamwork." Yeah, um, and usual it's good. Power. And yeah, use your power. And this is when this is when in the subversion, um, we cut to Pegasus like watching them, and he goes, "Fantastic!" Um, <sighs> and then, what's the, the 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 butler guy with the gray hair, not the spike hair? Is his Proquet. name Croquet? Croquet. Croquet. Okay. I was trying so, to remember it. Croquet, Croquet comes in and is like, "Hey, boss, we got a situation with Kaiba. But I don't. He doesn't do that accent. He he does. He does. I don't know <laughs> what accent, accent, accent he does.
4: Yeah, yeah um, that was pretty good.
0: He comes in and he's like, oh, yeah, Kaiba's running around your island. Pegasus is like not worried about this. Um, he's just like, yeah, cool. He'll come yeah. with the castle to rescue Mokuba. Yeah. Blah blah he, blah. I think at this, he mentions like
4: he already knows and like he knows mm. everything.
2: Yeah, and then and his then Millennium cued, like his eye flashes conspicuously. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, we, we briefly cut the... back to Mokuba in a cell, wondering where Seto Kaiba is. He, Big brother, and he's just like, "That's that's all we get out of Mokuba for the next forty minutes." And, yeah, like uh, then...
0: I gotta say, the the like this is kind of the end of the episode, but like just for the next three episodes, it's just like Kaiba apart from some fun gun stuff, which we'll get into. It's pretty much just Kaiba like wandering around Pegasus Dungeon looking for Mokuba, and it's like.
3: Yeah,
2: to I, me, I watched to the, me, it's done. So I don't know what you're talking about when you he's, say gun
3: stuff. <laughs> he's an absolute baller. That's all I have to say. <laughs> no. I'll have
4: to. We have to find out. Uh, let's see. We have I... to find
2: out next time on Yu Gi Oh because that's where the episode ends <laughs> okay. and uh, we we transition yeah. into episode twenty.
0: Jared, you're too yeah, okay. good at next time on Yu Gi Oh. Um, yeah, episode twenty Thanks. Uh, for us it's called Three Gods Combine Gate Guardian.
2: This one that's is, a pretty is Dust Trouble Dual Part Two, so <laughs> <laughs> sticking to a theme here. Woo! Uh, and this uh, it, one it, it kicks off with Kaiba running into uh, like the pinhead guy. I, I don't remember his actual name, but he's like a security guard that I we saw in a previous know what episode. His name is
3: in the dub in Japanese. It is Saru Atari.
2: Okay, that's. Amazing. I've just written
3: down pointy hair guy. It's Saru Atari. I do know that one.
2: Yeah, I think I have most of my notes referring to him as Pinhead, so apologies in advance, but that's who I'm talking about.
0: So yeah, tell us uh, what happens then, in the four kids. Yeah, Please. so we've got some pretty big
2: differences that happen in the dub and sub, yeah. huh?
0: Yeah. I can't, what what happens, could possibly substitute this?
2: What, what happens like, in what happens? the dub version is that Pinhead just kind of lunges at Kaiba, and Kaiba elbows him in the chest and then throws him on the ground, and that's it.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, mm-hmm. Cap- he captures him and tells mm-hmm. him to take him to, lead so him
3: to the happens- castle. What happens in the-, in the sub? Quick question Does he point aggressively at Kaiba before he- doing
0: this?
2: He actually doesn't.
0: Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah, That's weird altogether. Let's just cut, all right. But but yeah, so we have like, you know, sad music is playing and Kaiba's like looking at his locker, like, weird for me, Mokuba, and suddenly gun!
2: Gun. Um, and gun. gun
0: and
4: then some gun. at this point he must have taken out his stand. Uh, the six bullets. He took out his stand. <laughs> the emperor. We can't see it because we're not stand users. But
2: oh, my oh but in the
0: sub we're stand users and we can see the gun.
4: Yeah,
2: That's the most disappointing. That thing explains you the death. <laughs>
0: um. So yeah, the pinhead guy is holding a gun to Kaiba's head, right? Um, yeah. And there's like a little shot of of Kaiba, and he's we can see that he's holding yeah. a card in his hand. And have you have you guys ever
3: watched Hunter Hunter?
2: Yes, no. absolutely. So
3: he pulls a Hisoka and weaponizes a playing card. Yeah. Um
4: Oh my god.
2: I yeah. the only reason so that I know what happens actually- in this scene. Is because Sarah sent it in the Discord like last week.
3: Yeah, it's a very good scene. So basically, what he does is like Surutari has this like gun pointed at him, and he's like, <sighs> and he's gonna be like, "If you don't come with me, I'll shoot." And Kai was like, "Then shoot!" Literally like Obama voice, then perished. <laughs> um, and like, and so like Surutari's like pulling the trigger, and you see it happening in slow motion. And Kaiba weaponizes his playing card by slipping it through, like the trigger and the rest of the gun, so the trigger Mm -hmm. can't fully pull. And Sorotari's like how can this be? And then (laughs) it's like very quickly disarmed by Kaiba who is apparently a very ripped 16 year old.
0: Kaiba says the best line ever here where he like yoinks the gun away and he's like it's your fault this valuable card was damaged. (laughs) And then was the guy in the
2: sky. It's a card Kaiba ever
3: uses. It
2: it was a a blue eyes white dragon, right? give
3: a shit. Oh god, it's really good.
2: Thank you,
0: Takahashi, for this gift that you've given us.
3: (laughs) Every so often, I have to say, like, every so often in the, like, original version, you, like, come across something, and it happens a bunch in these episodes, that really sort of highlights the absolutely absurd premise of this entire series as it goes on, and, like, this is one of those moments.
0: It's just, like, occasionally, occasionally, I feel like, Takahashi's like, oh, let's put some action in here, but then it's like, oh, but we could only use like games, and there's just some wild, wild trips that we go on. Yeah, Takahashi um, suddenly
3: remembering he's being uh, published in Shonen Jump. Shit! <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's like, you know, the instead in the manga, I think instead of getting uh, Kaiba going through the Pegasus dungeon, we just have him threatening to decapitate Croquet with a briefcase. Oh and it's yeah, brief that's trip.
3: right! Oh my it's god. No- yeah. Oh yeah. So in the manga, like Croquet, I forget how it gets there, but he eventually like uh, incapacitates Croquet and like puts him on the floor with his head in between, like like inside his briefcase. And with like the top of it like pressing down on his neck and he's like, I will fully kick this through your companion your like bodyguard's neck.
0: Good I, also, I feel like they might have posted this in the Discord, like a screencast for the manga, but th- they might have had a line where he's like, I don't want to get blood all over my nice briefcase.
2: <laughs> yeah, I remember seeing that. Holy shit.
3: Oh, Ka- Kaiba's such a baller.
0: I love him. Kaiba
2: yes.
4: fucking Kaiba. kicks ass. Kaiba, um, Kaiba
0: kicks a
2: bunch of ass.
0: So yeah, after some fun gun duel. stuff, we go back to the duel. Um, hmm. Flame Swordsman gets summoned what else
2: yeah uh let's see oh um joey uh and yugi end up moving like their whole group of uh monsters celtic guardian uh flame swordsman and the first monster that joey summoned which was like axe raider i think they move them all onto like one space together and then some serious fuckery happens uh because joey says that axe raider is now equipped with kunai with chain And his attack is increased by 500 points. But Celtic Guardian had that same effect applied to him in the previous turn. Like, that's there's no way that's how that works. You can't just change who the card is equipped to on a whim. Mm. You think there's rules
0: to this game?
2: I mean, there's (laughs) not. And then uh, one of the opposing monsters, which is Labyrinth Tank, starts moving. And I think Labyrinth Tank is like a seven star monster that uh, Docs just summoned for free like oh yeah well, oh yeah that's kingdom
4: yeah there there is like a thing about this like like a this is just not in the rules at this point in in universe like like it isn't until like battle city i think where they actually start doing
2: that stuff yeah where they actually start yeah. following the real rules of the card game yeah but uh, i want to i want to well, point okay, out okay i mean uh, the
3: the rules change <laughs> the rules do change True. like
2: uh and i do want yeah. to point out that labyrinth tank looks a lot like Probopass from pokemon there's just a really mm. good parallel there
4: Probopass, pass mm-hmm.
2: yeah, uh, the evolved form of nose pass that looks like a, a moai statue but with like a, a mustache oh yeah made out of that iron one. shavings mm. Mm. it's a really yeah. good pokemon i love i love Probopass. controversial take yeah Uh, And then after Labyrinth Tank starts moving, Yugi ends up summoning Dark Magician as like an advanced guard for all the other monsters on the field. And then... Yeah,
0: and I I believe he just like puts Dark Magician sort of in the Labyrinth along with all the other monsters. So that all the other guys, so they're all grouped up together and just like friends advancing through the Labyrinth uh, Mm
2: -hmm. together. And then the, the Orange Paradox brother draws a card and these two hooligans do some flips again because they're excited. I think <laughs> yeah, I the first time it's happened. Yeah. It's the flips. Uh, it's, it's it's super flips, bad. But the card the card that shit, Vera drew flips. was uh, magical labyrinth, which changes the shape of the maze just uh, like randomly essentially, but it's it happens so to just split up uh, the the cards. That Yugi and Joey had on the field, so Celtic Guardian and Dark Magician are together, and then Axe Raider and uh, Flame Swordsman are together now.
0: Don't split the party! They split the party. Yeah. Ah. Yeah,
2: they really, they really d them.
0: They really d would d. It's uh, this episode very d There's These traps really, and stuff.
2: Yeah, it really. Yeah, is there's like a
4: grid maze, and
2: after uh, after the labyrinth changes, Joey starts to move his monsters. And uh, I believe it's Axe Raider steps on like a trap on the ground, which is yeah. a monster that had previously been summoned to the field, and uh, it it kills. But it's, it's also Jirai a trap Gumo. card, right? Which again yeah, doesn't Jirai-Gumo. make any sense. It has attack points, but it's Jirai Gumo, the uh, the the landmine spider, is what they called it, and uh, it kills Axe Raider. And Joey and Yugi both have sixteen hundred life points, so they are officially losing the duel. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: -hmm. Looks bad, lads.
2: And then Yugi. I think Yugi does some really cool shit next, right?
0: Uh, I've I've got some notes about Dungeon Worm because Dungeon Worm comes here and or like I think maybe one of the Paradox Brothers said, and a Dungeon Worm awaits. And can I just say I love Dungeon Worm? Dungeon (laughs) Worm, like favorite monster of these episodes. Like whom among us is not a Dungeon Worm? Oh, worm! Oh, Oh, worm. worm! Um. But yes, Dark Magician does some tight shit with boxes, which I like to see.
4: You yeah. like? Is um, this the first time him-
3: we see that? Yeah.
4: He puts himself in like this oh, weird man. magic box, and like the spider goes in the box, but like Dark Magician's able to like separate the part that the spider's in, and it just yeah, like ends never... up far, far away from them on the maze.
3: Yeah, I'm never get quite used to that sure card.
0: what the boxes do. I just love to see them. <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: So, just like christmas. <laughs> I mean they do they do show up later on. Um but not not in the sort of very specific way that they exist here. Basically the way the card works is that um you sacrifice one of your opponent's monsters to defend your own. Um yeah. but in this specific duel with these specific cards, it has the added bonus of also um changing dark magician's position
2: it's very alice in wonderland change places
0: yeah yeah i do love how like dark magician is kind of is you know like a magic user wizard type card but then just uses all this like sleight of hand vaudeville type magic yeah, and he's really valid funny. uh
2: and after um, after they swap places to dark magician just flat out destroys labyrinth tank which is pretty nice because that's Yeah. Uh, I don't think it does a lot of damage to whichever paradox brother summoned it, but it like it takes a huge threat off the field, which is really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, uh, we then get a cut of Kaiba arriving at the castle, like, and he mm-hmm. sort of holds a gun to your pointy-haired man the guy's head, and it's like, "Open the door for me," and he opens the door. Um, and then we have the like episode break flash in the middle. Yeah. Advert time, so I thought this could be time for us to do our podcast break and yeah. do queens of games and stuff.
2: Yeah, hell yeah!
0: Okay, um, okay. who wants to go and first? To
2: I went it. first last oh, time. Oh shit! I was do we? On, we have so. to
0: generate
4: that Pokemon. I
0: yeah. Someone generate me a Pokemon. Someone else talk about a game. I will do I just went these Tomb things. Raider. It was good.
2: Yeah. Uh, which Which Tomb Raider? The most recent one?
3: Uh no the the first one of the reboot. A the two thirds. 2013 okay. Tomb Raider oh, only.
2: Okay. Nice.
3: But I am now very interested in doing Rise and Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Yeah.
2: Okay. Nice. That's really cool. And, and, and now, that's like a fun series of games. Like, I haven't, I haven't played them before, but they, they seem pretty cool.
3: Yeah. No, I was like, uh, people like complain about sort of like the story arc about like how quickly Laura gets used to killing people, but like that is the point of the game.
1: Yeah. Have is you that played, it changes her um, from sort
3: of like this like Wide-eyed, naive person to like the Laura <laughs> Croft that everyone knows. So right. whatever, I liked it. It was good. Um, it it played very smoothly. I very much enjoyed it. I'm now playing, replaying Assassin's Creed Revelations for the 800th nice. time.
2: Um, have you played any of the Uncharted games with uh, first
3: three? Yes, I haven't played four because I don't have a PS4 yet. (laughs) Um, Um,
2: are those like similar in in play style to the Tomb Raider games?
3: Yes, I actually think the mechanics in Tomb Raider are better.
2: Okay,
3: Uncharted, um, especially the um, the sort of combination of like stealth and combat.
2: Okay. Um, I, feel like that, yeah. I
3: think I think stealth sort of sucked in Uncharted, frankly. Okay, um, I
2: I understand that.
3: Yeah, uh, I I don't think the. St- I mean, listen, I I played through them. I I really like Uncharted as well. Like, don't get hmm. me wrong, they're good games, but um, they're really good games. But um, I think the stealth sections are sort of like a pain in the ass in Uncharted, whereas in Tomb Raider they felt like. At least, if I even if I didn't choose to stealth my way through them, they felt like a legitimate choice had I decided to. Okay. Um,
2: that's hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I guess I Jared, can. What go you next been If, uh, yeah. Um. So this one's kind of difficult because I've been bouncing between like five different games in, uh, trying to like fill the time until Super Smash Brothers Ultimate comes out. <laughs> um, I think <laughs> I talked about Soul Caliber last time, maybe. I don't really remember, but um, I've been really heavily bouncing back and forth between uh, the Spider-Man game that came out for PS4 and Monster Hunter World, because they're Mm. just both a ton of fun to just sit down and get back into, especially with the DLC coming out for Spider-Man, which uh, I don't know if I'll buy until all of it is out, because I want to know that the third one is, you know, worth the price, but... Uh, all that said, I did finish my first 100% run through Spider-Man PS4, uh, and oh, nice! I, I really hope well that you're to this game because first and foremost, the writing for this game was absolutely phenomenal, which I'm not really used to in like first person or not first person in in single player games. And on top of that, just the the combat is fun. It's simple enough that like you could probably like start out on an easy difficulty and by the end of the game ramp it up to the most difficult setting and still be able to manage most fights pretty well even if you're like kind of an amateur because it's it it becomes pretty intuitive which i think is a really really cool way to make the game work and on top of that just swinging around new york city and taking like stupid photos is is fantastic there there are a ton of them that i haven't posted to my personal twitter but i did post a few and uh, it's not something I messed around with before finishing my 100% run, but afterwards, I just I went everywhere in New York and took photos of everything and anything. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: You got pictures. Yeah, I yeah. did get. I did in fact get pictures of Spider-Man.
3: <laughs>
0: yes, yes.
3: I have to say, like living in New York and like being involved in anything Marvel is just sort of like, oh, I, it goes either one of two ways. Oh, I. Look at that! I lived there/slash work there, or yeah, what else is new?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I like watched my work building get destroyed in Avengers, and
0: I was like, yeah, that tracks. <laughs> God, I wish that were me. All <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, uh, let's yeah. see. Dan, what have you been playing?
4: Uh, well, let's see. I've been bouncing around a couple things, but notably, mm. I recently restart resumed playing Fallout Four, just because like. I like settlement building. Like I saw some stuff in Fallout 76 and like I thought of, well, there's these things I like. And then there's like, but there's a lot of stuff I don't like. And then like, you know what? I could probably just play Fallout four and have a better time. So I'm playing (laughs) Fallout four. I've got lots of mods. Uh, The,
2: The true way to play.
4: Yeah. Just have modded it up. Lots. Some are quality of life. Some let me build t- Papako and Papimi robots. Uh, <laughs> some one one of them makes the cheering noise from Eric Andre whenever I do like a thing, <laughs> a, like a fancy thing, like I level up or get a critical hit or something.
1: So good.
4: One of them turns a mysterious stranger into the notorious Big. <laughs> oh my
0: god! Uh, <laughs> like was the rapper or the stand. Uh, the rapper. Yes. Okay.
3: <laughs> is there really a notorious BIG stand?
2: There there Maybe. really is, and it's uh the strongest stand in all of JoJo's. I'm Don't gonna
3: bad. like fly j- <laughs> to Japan and have words with Araki
0: Are there words gonna be thank you, Dad, I love you? <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, so I'm just looking at this. This is yeah, the best the Pokemon, Pokemon yeah. I've ever seen in my entire life that you've summoned for me in the chat, Dad.
4: The name Who's is the Miss Magius. No, Wait, where is
0: it? Oh, it's in Robot
4: Masters. Uh... It's number four twenty nine, Miss Magius.
0: Oh, Miss Magius is good though. I love I Miss it, Magius. Yeah. Number four twenty nine is miss- a ghost type. Description says, "Feared for its wrath and the curses it spreads. This Pokemon will also, on a whim, cast spells that help people." I love them so much that they've got like a cute little they've got a witch hat they've got like a cute little kind of princess dress little leggies that are <laughs> hot there, just like rocking jewelry just got this beautiful like very lesbian color palette and <laughs> i love her i love her so much yeah, i love her and a, i want to be really her
2: good design for a pokemon and it's, it's very solid love- she's yeah. perfect
3: I love ghost Pokemon because their, they're, like, stories are either, like, really cute and charming or, like, horrifying and depressing.
2: Absolutely.
0: She's perfect, and she gets a 5 out of 5. First Pokemon that I've given a 5 out of 5. Okay. Thank Miss um, it's, it's literally a Dark point.
2: Magician girl as a Pokemon, so jot that down. <laughs>
0: yeah, j- yeah jotting, <laughs> hell yes! Hell
2: yes! <laughs> um, uh, and then so. jump back to the episode, yeah?
3: Uh, wouldn't yeah. it be, or whatever, the a final evolved form of Fennekin, who I can't remember right now is? Brakeson. Wouldn't that be? Oops. Uh,
2: no, sorry. Um, I don't think about Del Fox ever because it's a worthless starter, but that's just- Okay,
3: well, <laughs> don't you think that would be Dark Magician Girl?
2: No, I don't.
4: So you mean
2: Brexen? the the middle evolution, I could agree with that being Dark Magician okay, Girl. Okay, that's
3: fine. Yeah, I could- Del, yeah, I don't Del know Fox, what they're talking about.
2: Del Fox is a fully evolved, full-grown... It's like Renamon more so than... Uh, I don't speak this language.
3: It, it's culturally, super Renamon.
4: Culturally, furry culture-wise, I would say Braxton is more the Renamon. But... Uh, I, I, think,
2: I think that's fair. It's more oi, of an icon. Oi, 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 oi. <laughs> Ozzy, Ozzy, Ozzy! <laughs> and, uh, we're
3: talking about a Digimon that turned half a generation into furries. So,
2: like, also talking about a Pokemon that turned the rest of a different generation into furries. <laughs> well, anyway. welcome to our
0: Digimon podcast. <laughs> <laughs> d- 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 I'm so lost.
4: Can we please get we... back? Right, that's order right. in the court. Back, Right, back to. Uh...
2: Um. We, we cut back to the episode, and it's uh, return to the duel, the, the double duel. And Joey says, okay, Duo we're going <laughs> to clean your clocks. So this is the second time he's brought up clocks, but oddly, Time Wizard is not on the field.
4: Huh. He, I hmm. guess he, he Maybe. doesn't he use makes, Time makes Wizard you. at all in yeah. this one, I think, actually. Makes
3: you think? He doesn't.
4: If anything's really emblematic of him, it's Flame
0: Swordsman in this one. Oh, yeah.
2: That's entirely and fair. I have red eyes. It's, it's weird paradise, how many times yeah. he references a clock without there ever being time wizard.
0: I guess it's the only thing they could think of that rhymed with Paradox.
2: Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. But like, he doesn't even call them the Brothers Paradox. He calls them the Dumbo Duo.
0: <laughs> God, I wish we had... Because there is a line in the manga where he calls them the Mario Brothers. That's um, so good. And it's just like the ultimate combination would just be like the manga dialogue with like the Brooklyn voice and like just... <laughs> um, it's a
3: meah. Oh Mario. Mario brothers. <laughs> uh.
2: But uh uh then it, it's uh Para's turn, it's the orange one's turn, and he draws Sangha of Thunder, which they explain conveniently, is an elemental god card that pairs with two others to make a super monster.
0: Yeah. Yeah, really uh, this episode is all about drawing like three god cards and putting them together, hmm?
2: Yeah. yeah, makes you think. Because the <laughs> con- conveniently, the other brother ends up drawing the Water Guardian Suijin and uh, and flips Dungeon Worm and raises its attack by four hundred points. It Dungeon eats Worm, Celtic Guardian.
0: Dungeon, Dungeon Worm, Dungeon
2: is, Worm. So I don't, I don't know if this was in the, the sub or not, but yeah, in the no duck, girl, Dungeon Sorry. Worm eats Celtic Guardian, and Joey's voice cuts over and says, "No, my Celtic Guardian." which doesn't make sense, because Yugi's the one that summoned it.
4: Yeah, maybe or he's just, just very I good just at their job.
2: Yeah, so like, I, that, I don't know if he gave Yugi that card or something, but like, Joey reacts to Yugi's card dying, and it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, and, then, that... and then Yugi plays magical hats, too, which is yeah. really, really nice. plays yeah, magical hats and hides through monsters. Moves. Um, and this More is, this parlor is, think, tricks
3: from Dark Magician.
2: Yeah, this is one of my favorite parts of yeah. this duel, because Dark Magician at this point, even with its boosted attack, um, Dungeon Worm is not strong enough to kill uh, Dark Magician, and the worm attacks randomly. So if it happens to accidentally choose the wrong hat at random, that <laughs> card would die and the Paradox Brothers would lose life points.
4: But what happens is like the Paradox Brothers okay. like use Monster Tamer.
2: Right, which is a a bullshit convenient card that they just happen to have,
4: which again That's bending game.
2: those rules very very well. Uh, and monster tamer a, lot, a allows them to control the dungeon worm, and it adds 600 attack points, which makes uh makes it strong enough to kill uh dark magician if need be.
3: Specifically, it allows the brother who did not summon the dungeon worm to control ah the dungeon that, worm. That clarifies I don't know. it. I don't know if that's that. clear in the dub, but like that's the entire point of them playing monster tamer is that the one mm-hmm. who didn't summon it can use it to attack.
2: Okay, that makes way more sense. So thank yeah. you for that.
3: No problem. Uh,
2: and then uh, I believe Doc's after summoning monster tamer directs the worm to attack a hat, and the hat that it attacks ends up being empty. So.
0: It was your turn. Uh,
2: yeah, yeah, it's it's Joey's turn. Yugi's stressing out and uh and Joey plays Salamandra, which boosts Flame Swordsman attack by seven hundred points.
3: Well, first, before he does that, he's like, All right, cool. I don't like to hide.
0: Oh, that's he's right. like, yeah, Joey busted through saying bust
3: in the dark isn't my style.
4: And bust and Joey like, busting through.
3: <laughs> so he like goes out of magical hats and Yugi's like what are you doing and honda is like what, what are, you are you doing, doing? <laughs> and so he okay, plays salamander
2: cause joey joey uh dives down flame swordsman dives down the hole that the the dungeon worm created and says with my supercharged flame swordsman the worm turns or should i say burns
3: <laughs> oh my oh, god
2: it's really
3: good <laughs> I love him so much. It's really good. It's really, really good. Oh, Joe I can't fucking stand rules.
2: it. He also so he has a line later that I'm ex- I'm so excited to talk about because I'm very mad at it.
1: But, <laughs> 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 oh uh, I, rest I think, in uh, peace, Dungeon Worm. Uh,
2: <laughs> on on the um, next turn after this, one of the brothers draws the final elemental god card and they, they do excited flips for the fourth time. You all know, right, but... I
0: really don't think we get all these flips in the sub. We absolutely do not.
2: Here's yeah. the thing:
3: in the sub, in the sub, we have guns and stuff, so they don't need to like fill out the space. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god!
0: As they do in is the sub, they, they just, they just, they had all the, they took out the guns. They had so much extra space. They're like, what do we put in the? They just put the flip. Oh my god! I like just to put promise some you that flips
4: in there.
2: I think just part of it dip. too is the fact that the four kids dub has uh, a minute long intro instead of a minute thirty seconds and a thirty second outro instead of a minute long outro. So they have an additional minute one minute they, flips. Yeah, mm. they they have a lot of time that they cut out so that they could put in extra advertisements. And without the advertisements, it's just extra flips. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh my god! It yeah. flips from here to the
0: end, baby.
2: Yeah, I gotta put in those extra ads. It flips all the way down.
0: Get ready, boys. It's flipping time. All anyway, right. uh, it's Kaiba time. Uh, the pointy-haired guy <laughs> is guiding him through Pegasus's dungeon. Um, we do get a bit in the sub. Don't know if you guys get this in the dub, where a uh, pointy-haired guy like, jibs at Mokuba a bit, mm-hmm. uh, and Kaiba gets really mad and kind of throttles him.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, We get some flashbacks to the... We get some sepia-toned flashbacks to the orphanage. <laughs> Uh, oh yeah, the, they don't that's, that's really that. say very much. It's just like yeah. the generic flashback. Hmm. Um, generic. Let's stay
3: together forever.
0: Oh yeah, I'm thinking of a different flashback. Uh, There's unless... like so many in these episodes, yeah. and they Them's, all blur together into they, one just they, generic sepia tone flashback.
2: <laughs> they they cut back to the present too, and we see Mokuba open and then close his pendant for about the thousandth time. Uh I, and,
3: I Nisama. <laughs>
4: yeah, I think yeah. I'm not sure whether or not this one is, if I've got the order right. But there is like a an orphanage flashback where it's explained like Mokuba, Mokuba and Kaiba were like always together. Like there were several mm-hmm. opportunities where where Kaiba could have been adopted, but they weren't going to take Mokuba. But he wouldn't leave without Mokuba.
2: Yeah, he wouldn't leave his little brother behind, and it's actually very cute and endearing. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's nice. Until they both get adopted by Gozaburro, but whatever.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I think we cut back to the duel and the gate guardian has been formed and Yugi <laughs> says it's in a similar class to Exodia, which is like, that's pretty impressive. And the, the Paradox Brothers in the English version end up bragging about the gate guardian and this is the only time in these three episodes where they <laughs> don't rhyme. Hmm.
3: Gate guardian, guardian of the gate.
4: Fuck
0: off! Jumba just <laughs> before him! Um, yeah, but I think there's also like a wee uh, thing in the dungeon where pointy hair guy stands on a pressure plate uh, yeah. which alerts Activates security. Alarm. Yeah. Um, we've got like some dialogue with Pegasus. Yeah. Uh,
2: croquet, croquet says, like, I beg your pardon, to which Pegasus says, You can beg later when you're being punished.
4: Yes, I wrote that down. <laughs> uh.
2: It's so good Oh my god You uh, you know like a funny BDSM
3: (laughs) Oh man He really is Elon Musk It's really quite
0: impressive
2: (laughs) I've got nothing Mm -hmm. to say to that
0: Yeah, that's pretty much that's the end of the episode. That that's that's the end
2: of the episode. <laughs> oh um,
4: they cut there is a cliffhanger where like Gate Guardian's about to shoot a bit oh, yeah, flame swordsman yeah. with a big laser called the Thunderstroke Attack.
2: Yeah, and Joey says, Flame Swordsman is about to flame out. <laughs>
4: So that's was... around when episode
0: hey, twenty one hey, begins. Hey Max, hey Max, who's editing this episode? Can you just take like a little montage of all Jared's Joey impersonations and edit them together into one super clip, and then we can publish that as a second se- separate episode? Thanks. Can actually
3: that just be this entire episode? Would yeah. Jared, like,
2: well, okay. If, if do, I do that, I want to talk about the beginning of episode twenty one, which yes. in English is just Double Trouble Dual Part Three, unsurprisingly. Uh-huh we have um, the Steel dragon b
0: skull dragon which is objectively a bad so, title um,
2: yeah it's, it's not great but we, we start off yeah. with Joey like uh, that same animation of flame swordsman about to be attacked but Joey says a different line which is something that I think happens a lot in the four kids dub is they'll repeat a scene after a break but they change the line slightly uh, and <laughs> Joey says this is one lightning storm I don't think my swordsman's going to weather
1: I'm
4: glad you're keeping from, these joy down.
3: Unrealistic that Joe would know how to use weather in that way, <laughs> but okay.
2: Oh, I'll, I'll get around to his his mastery of all languages in a bit. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, um, Flame Swordsman ends up actually surviving the attack because Yugi plays Mirror Force and reverses the attack, which is incredible because they used a card how it's actually supposed to be used. Uh <laughs> somehow Gate Guardian just kind of blocks it, which is really just... similar to the Pokemon anime, where they just say, Pikachu, dodge the attack. Which is like, great, I wish that was a command in the fucking games or something. <laughs> Unbelievable.
3: Um, so, uh, it is explains in the Japanese version that uh, basically the reflection part of Suijin is an effect. Yeah. That the monster is able to use once he turns.
2: Um, and it would have been nice because that comes up later where they mention the fact that uh, it can yeah. only be done once And yeah they,
0: uh, <laughs> anyway, um, see I feel like I have at? a much more relaxing time watching these because I don't pay attention to the rules or know any of the rules or know how to play this game <laughs> I'm just but like they're dealing now and I don't need to pay attention Yeah.
3: but you know who isn't protected by Sui Jin's reflection it's the beast tamer yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah fuck, fuck that,
2: that dude uh, they they kill their own monster on accident and now para, the orange one, is down to nine hundred life points. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it it seems like Yugi and Joey are are pretty much in the clear almost.
0: Yeah, uh, uh, we Yugi get a little scene where we out- cut to uh Kaiba's whole security team like running around his dungeon looking for Kaiba, um, who is doing the thing where he was in the ceiling, he jumps down and goes off. <laughs> for a walk or whatever, Uh, and then we come back to the duel in which Yami says, Jonoichi, look at that monster's body, which damn, Uh, same hat (laughs) I guess, damn
4: like a snack
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) Uh. uh Yeah, Yami Yami points out that Gate Guardian is in fact three separate parts, and Joey understands this and actually goes to attack the Wind Guardian. And once again, uh, Sui Jin just defends the attack, and uh, Sui Jin responds by attacking, and it starts flooding the entire maze, which drowns Flame Swordsman, which is just kind <laughs> of brutal to watch. Yeah, uh, but R. Dark R. Magician's <laughs> fine because you know it's inside a magical hat, so I guess yeah the hat doesn't get wet I or guess anything. that's
4: how this works.
2: <laughs> I mean, you know hats it are for
0: keeping did. the rain off, so they're waterproof.
2: Damn, you're um, right.
0: Yeah. And then the the Yami summon summon flips skull?
2: because they're excited. Oh, yeah. I, I Yami wish...
4: does. Oh, they do some flips, yeah. Pick a yeah,
2: shot. I wish this was done as a joke, but it's literally just visual filler, but this is, I think, the the fifth or sixth time that they have done flips at this point.
3: Yeah, we definitely did not get all those flips <laughs> yeah. in the sub.
4: Uh, Yami summons, summons skull, like Sarah said, and it makes weird, bad noises.
2: It sounds like a, a like a cat being like strained through a tin can. Like, like mm. a cat yowling mm. or something through a tin can. Yeah. It's pretty bad. Mm. Um, but um, but we we kind of do attack. the thing
0: that uh, we did with the Great Moth, where there's water and summon skull, you yeah. know, because it's a summon skull, therefore obviously uses lightning.
2: Um, you know, as you do.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's some shenanigans with the spellbinding circle that I wasn't paying attention to. Yeah, it just, um,
2: so what happens is Yugi uses the water to attack with a lightning strike from Summon Skull, and uh, because Summon Skull is on the opposite side of the field, you'd think it wouldn't uh, it wouldn't hit, but it, the water conducts the electricity all the way to the guardian. Um, yeah, let's when
4: see. The bottom his bottom is destroyed. Also, it destroys it places- his legs. It plays this weird vase-breaking sound effect, It's yeah. like vase break dot wave.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and, 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 with, and the joke I have fr- that
0: it's it's not it's not absolutely legless, you know, <laughs> just like me on a no, Friday night.
4: Right. Oh
0: wow. Do, do you guys have that word for being I don't, drunk? Um,
4: <laughs> oh, huh. Is that what that means?
0: It's a fun word for inebriation is being legless. Huh. So that's good, uh, I like that's it. My joke of the episode. Cool.
3: Uh, Uh, Regional humor. (laughs)
2: Because of Suijin's water hitting the whole field, it ends up activating Yugi's spellbinding circle, which is what freezes the guardian in place and lowers its defense points by 700. Uh, So Suijin, the water guardian, is destroyed with Summon Skull's electricity attack. Uh, And then Joey does Uh, something amazing. I'm listening. Red
0: Eyes Be Dragon.
4: Yeah, it's Red-Eyes Belisi Dragon.
2: <laughs> Red-Eyes <laughs>
1: Dragon. He's
0: queer, and he's fused with summon skull to make a bone <laughs> dragon. He makes the boner dragon.
3: <laughs> Black Skull Dragon is very good, It's the thing about it. Supreme yeah, Black Skull Dragon of, is yeah. such a
2: good fucking name. I love it. Uh, and then we get this extraordinary bullshit a... rule out of nowhere where the brothers say that there's a rule they haven't mentioned before, that there's no flying in the maze. And so Red Eye's uh, Black Skull Dragon can't just soar over the whole board. It would have to walk all the way to the end.
4: I think which is like, I think they even say like it can only move by flight.
2: Right, which doesn't make any sense because it's got some pretty big feet. But anyways. Yeah.
4: You're a dragon and he got feet.
2: <laughs> He's a dragon big and feet. he got feet? Um.
0: Yeah, there's like a there's like some fun animations with Joey where Joey like realizes that he fucks up fucked up oh, and yeah. like he's like ooh and Yami's just like hey chill don't worry about it fam i can make it work. And mm-hmm.
4: there's another flip at this point.
2: Yeah, uh, Dox Dox is up and he draws and he gets so excited that they do flips again.
0: Does he say i drew a scary card because that's what he says in the sub? Like, yeah, true. Sure he just is. says yeah. i drew a scary that's card. A scary card can't recall i don't think that's what he said um
2: but uh he he says what the card is and then um he plays he plays it he says the card is ryoku and then yami says ryoku and then and then joey says it's all greek to me pal which like <laughs> I, I get the point of what he's trying to say but it's also literally not it's japanese and he's a japanese student so like what it right, Jared. He's a Brooklyn monstrosity.
3: (laughs) I mean, the dub is, I have to say, the dub is pretty unclear on where Domino
0: City exists.
2: That's entirely Mm. fair. Yeah. All all we know is this cartoon world,
0: you know?
2: Right. It's like. I'm sorry, did you say Toon World?
0: Yeah. We're not there yet.
3: Uh, uh, but anyways,
2: Ryoku uh, uh, has explained that it steals an opponent's life points and adds those life points to a monster's attack. It's a really rare card, and it's uh, actually like a really powerful one, seemingly. So Gate Guardian gets powered up and Yugi and Joey both lose half their life points.
0: Mm-hmm. I believe on the next turn is when Dark Magician gets out of the maze?
2: Yes, yep. And uh, Yami Magician uses monster and then uh, yeah. y- he plays Monster Reborn and resurrects Suijin to defend Dark Magician from Gate Guardian's attack.
0: Yeah. I've written it, down yummy resurrect legs.
4: I've... Also, <laughs> we get another vase break dot wave.
2: Yeah, when That's Suijin the legs on effect. Because Because, thanks to Audrey, I now know that its effect is it can defend one attack, but Gate Guardian has two attacks because it's three monsters. <laughs> Uh, now at this point too, so it attacks the first time that attack gets blocked, and then the second attack destroys Suijin. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but that 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 basically um, what uh, Yugi did is he drew out his opponent's turns and forced them to attack without really losing much life points in the process, which was really good, really good play.
0: There's the so the ne- so the next turn I think is Joey's and yeah. like. We kind of we again get some fun Joey animations where he's like, Oh my god, it's my turn. What the fuck am I gonna do? <laughs> and like um pulls pulls a new card, which I think is like copycat, and he's just yep. like, ah, what do I do with this? What do I do with this? What do I do with this? Aha, I'm gonna copy you guys' cards.
4: Um, yeah, it's a neat little bit of animation.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
0: So yeah, so
3: he copies uh this card that like have their um Yeah, life he copies wings.
2: Ryoku. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, I can't remember ends the name up... of it,
0: but I didn't want to say.
2: Nice. <laughs> it's, it's okay. <laughs> um, at this point, I don't remember exactly how it happens, um, but Yugi swaps the position of Dark Magician and Black Skull Dragon. So, is,
3: once again, a very specific card yeah. for a very p- specific like reason that would never come out, come up in an actual game of Duel Monsters. Yeah. But anyway, it's a card that allows him to switch the positions of two monsters, so he switches Dark Magician with Red Skull uh Black Skull Dragon.
0: Yeah, and like, you know, it just absolutely demolishes the Gate Guardian. Skull Dragon um, has enough
2: points to defeat the Gate Guardian.
0: Yeah, and yay, they they won. Yeah, they won. That, they did they, it. lads we did that. it.
2: They win, they win the duel. It's fantastic. It's a it's Hard a really good work. like climactic final moment. There's a lot of really cool shit that happens really fast. And uh, now um, both yeah, Joey so and they, they, have their star-
0: They have their starships. Everything's alright. There's nothing else to worry about. <gasps> or is there?
4: You the... must solve my riddle.
0: Riddle me piss. <laughs> <laughs> One of um, us speaks only truth and you know, all that again. Yeah. So,
3: right. At this point the the brothers are like, yeah, okay, you won. Now perish. Like, you can stay here <laughs> yeah. with your ten-star chips each in Labyrinth Hell until you figure out how to get out. Um, and in the anime, um, it happens that uh, basically Yami goes immediately to Solve the the riddle and like reveal everything but there's actually something very interesting that happens in the manga that i want to touch on very quickly um so like yami kind of like takes a little city and like the brothers are like what are you doing and he's like no i'm good nice (laughs) yeah he's like yeah no i'm good like i'll just sit here for a second and they're like are you sure and like everyone else is like Okay, everyone, like, let's look for a way out, because these guys aren't telling us anything. Um, so <laughs> let's see if there's any, like, hidden... And, like, the other four, Anzu, Honda, Joe, and and Bakura all start trying to look around, trying to find a way out. And, like, Yami's just sitting there chilling. So he's, he's sitting there, he's looking at the Paradox Brothers, and the rest of them are all looking around. And this is the first time. So you have to remember in the manga, the the duel between Yami and uh, Yami Bakura never happened because mm. that was the Monster World RPG. Right. Instead, <laughs> so that never happened in the manga. So what happens is that the spirit of the ring starts talking to Rio again, mm. um, and this is the first time they've spoken, or that the the spirit of the ring has. Um, Revealed that he's not Dead uh Since the Monster World RPG And so they're all looking around And like Rio has like the the ring out And is trying to find it And he hears the voice saying Hey put me on and Put me he's on like, and I'll tell you where the door is It'll be easy for a thief <laughs> like me There you go thank you Thank you for reading verbatim Um I, I mean, I you, you
0: posted post- the panels in the chat. I did. I did post the panels.
3: I know. Um, so yeah, and what is interesting about this to me, and again, this is stuff that gets caught up, taken out of the anime a lot, is that it. Like this is the kind of stuff that explains a lot about why Rio is willing to trust or go along with the spirit of the ring for as long as he does. When this, you know, Bakura tried to kill them all,
1: right? Um,
3: <laughs> So basically, he's like, All right, like the spirit basically says, All right, either you trust me and let me get out of here. Like, there's, he's like, Y'all are playing, he's literally like, I can't believe y'all are playing card games when there's a millennium (laughs) item right (laughs) beyond your reach. What the fuck are you doing? But he's like, Either you let me take over and get you guys out of here, or you can all die here in this labyrinth. Wow. So. Um, it's just an interesting thing that never gets covered in the anime. Um, yeah, that's that's
2: really odd. Because yeah. I think what, what happens in the anime is uh, Yami puts two coins out. One has the sign for Para's door, and the other has the sign for Dox's door. And then he says, we'll choose whatever door I keep my fist clenched on. Or something like that. It's like really weirdly specific. And then he yeah. shows them one of the, the the coins, and it's the one for Dox's door. And so they're like, oh, so you're choosing Dox's door. And uh, it's, like, overly complicated. But (laughs) basically they find out. idiots
3: don't even, like, question the weird syntax that Uh, you're going with. They're just like, yeah, that makes sense.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, needlessly complicated. But basically the, the brothers, the Paradox brothers, would have manually changed the path that they chose. That the, like, the Yami gang chose regardless of which door they chose that would make it so they always were trapped in the dungeon essentially like whichever door they yeah. chose is technically yeah. the wrong answer no matter what yeah
0: it's and it's kind of like the way that Yami solves this is like he does some bullshit but basically the line that kind of he says is huh, I forgot to mention that one of my hands doesn't tell the truth so you know he kind of pulls the bullshit that they were <laughs> yeah, doing the whole time yeah that's back really on it's it's very karmic. Like, I don't even... I'm not quite sure what the actual specifics of how he does it, but that's yeah. what he does. It was like yeah. the, the um,
2: most confused I've been in a while, trying to... <laughs> figure out.
0: I guess I solved the riddle
2: <laughs> somehow.
3: solved my riddle? Riddle!
2: Um, hey, riddle riddle.
4: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> There's one last thing that happens in this episode. Uh, we see... We find that, like, Kaiba and Pegasus... Like, Kaiba's at Mokuba's cell, but then, like, he gets caught by Pegasus himself. And, like... bravo, bravo! what happens He's is, like... So
0: I love him so much.
4: Yeah. And, like, Pegasus essentially do- does some weird thing with his Millennium Eye that seals Mokuba in a card.
2: Yeah, he turns Mokuba be... into a JPEG and puts him on a dual Monster card.
4: Yeah. I'm not sure... I'm not sure if Yugi's grandpa was under the same circumstances or not, but this might be like the first time someone in the history of Yu-Gi-Oh gets turned into a card. Which yeah. is going to come up a lot as the series <laughs> goes on. Right. Like, because especially in later series.
0: We've got and, like, um like we we like Yugi's Rambo is in a card, but I don't think we've seen it until now. We've just seen yeah. that like Pegasus has his soul and I yeah. don't think we know where it is. Yeah. Um, it's
3: really funny in the after, manga, he, after like, talks Pegasus. to them from the TV
0: screen. Yes, like,
3: yeah. that's funny. Yeah, is... like, no. they, they all come over, and, like, Suga Roku is in there, and he's like, Hey, how's it going? Yugi's yeah. friends and they're like, what is going on?
0: Like honestly, the best I... part of Julius Kingdom in the manga is like the like every night when like Yugi just like brings out the, his camcorder which has his granddad trapped in it and has a conversation with him before bed.
4: That's <laughs> oh, really man. good. It's, it's really it's really really good. <laughs> one thing I need to note about like Pegasus Ceiling Note, he said in the dub he says in my dungeon, in my castle, in my realm, the only one who makes threats is me.
2: Seto and Kaiba he steals... will bother us no longer.
4: He seals <laughs> Mokuba in the card. This uh, is, and... like I said, a series first, and Pegasus tells Kaiba that like, the only way he can get Mokuba back is as if Kaiba beats Yugi in a duel.
2: Right. It's cliffhanger. Uh, I think it was that uh, Kaiba has to beat Pegasus to get Mokuba back, but before he can duel Pegasus, right. he has to beat Yugi. Right, yeah.
0: Right. yeah.
2: And th- And that's where the episode ends.
0: Yeah, Cliffhanger. Um, yeah. Um do we have so, a did we we didn't ask for questions, did we?
4: No, but before we we did get questions, but before we cover that, I wanna do my segment Beyond <laughs> Toon World. This is a segment <laughs> I like to do every episode where we just like cover a bit about the life of a of a voice actor who appeared in in the Yu Gi Oh dub, and eventually, I think I'm going to start getting into the Yu Gi Oh subs. But for now, to, today we're doing since Paradox are fairly bit characters, and like one of them plays a more important character that I'd rather cover when we when we do an episode that features them. I'm doing an episode on Mokuba's voice actor Tara Jane. So Tara Jane was a, well, is a voice actor. Who, let's see, started as like a Pokemon voice actor, of course, like many Pokemon, like pretty much all the Yu Gi Oh voice actors. Yeah, really. Notable roles are she played like Ash's Bulbasaur. He, she played a, yeah. There's a bunch of like bit characters here and there. Uh, I guess the most notable one would probably be I don't know Bianca, maybe or. Sammy Oak, or... Mm, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she played the Sam from... Sam from the Pokemon Forever movie. Oh, nice. I guess that's pretty notable. Uh, yeah. Uh, she's been in a lot of stuff. I just realized a notable role she was in. She she is in the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure dub as Manish Boy, a.k.a. Baby Stand.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I knew I oh, Baby
4: <laughs> Oh, I missed one other really notable role, which is like she was in. She was a. Uh... She. I think Kairi? From Digimon Adventure. Kari? Yeah, Kari. Kari. Yeah.
2: I was about to get really excited about Kingdom Hearts for a second there.
4: Nah. Well, I've she was ca- Kari in Digimon. Yeah. And As someone still- who has
3: cosplayed Kari, she's very close to my heart.
4: Yeah. Mm. And also, she that includes, like, in part. the recent Digimon Adventure Try.
0: Yeah.
4: Uh, <laughs> let's see, there was something, some other recent thing I wanted to note, but I can't remember it.
0: Still can't believe <laughs> Mokuba's baby start. Shall we move on Go to on. our two questions? Yeah, um, which are on the Tumblr. Uh both from uh Dark Wizard James Mason. Yeah, she's um, great. the first one is a question uh which says uh which Yu-Gi-Oh monster would be best to pet? Uh bonus mm. for talking about head pats, chin scratches, cheek rubs, and fill on back massages. Uh hmm. now I am gonna go for karibo, uh also uh karibo karibo and a little bit of karibo. Kribo is
3: objectively the correct answer for all yeah.
0: of them.
2: Yeah, I hear them barbling, yeah. so...
3: There's this one yeah.
4: thing that Mai has that I think would be good to pet that looks vaguely kuribo esque I can't remember what it's called. Mm.
0: I, I mean, it's um, like it's like on a scale from, uh, you know, uh, Red-Eyes Bee Dragon to Kribo, which is the best pet. Like... Mm. And the closer you can get to Karibo, the pet... I mean, like, you know, Beaver Warrior would be, would be pretty good to pet, but only yeah. because it's closer to Karibo than it is to your Red Eyes be Dragon. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a skill. and mm-hmm. it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't I think Flame be... Swordsman
2: sounds like a lot of fun to pet, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's... I
0: mean, like... Hmm, what's the hottest
4: monster? Because that's the one I want to give a back massage.
2: I mean, the answer is uh, obviously Dark Magician.
4: Hmm. Yeah, yeah. I could give Dark Magician a back massage. Yeah. Sorry, Harpy.
3: Hottest Monster is, in fact, Harpy's Lady. I'm sorry. You're right. I was was going to
1: say cyber bondage. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love my BDSM. Listen, I'm a dumb lesbian and I'm here for my BDSM. (laughs) I love my horny
2: BDSM Harpy ladies with their cyber bondage.
0: I can't believe they took now the I nipples would... out of the dubs.
2: Unfortunate. <sighs>
0: yeah. Shocking. Uh, the second question uh also from Doc was well, more of, more of a, a comment, really. And she says, I can't believe Yami accomplished what many want to do. Leave their beaver out for monsters to do things with. Thank you. Jesus her. Christ. Thanks. Let me just delete that question.
4: No. Um
2: Get that wrapped up uh, and, and throw it away with a kunai with chain. Just
4: I can't believe your your I can't believe your disrespect for Yami's beaver.
2: <laughs> I'm sorry I disrespected
0: Yami's beaver. <laughs> he
2: got feet, feet Andy leaves his beaver out for us to do things with. <laughs> all right. Thank
4: you for uh,
0: listening to our episode, everyone. Oh, uh, uh, all right. Let's see. Uh, well, uh, y'all want to say where people can find you on the internet?
4: Oh, yeah. fuck! I just want to mention rate and review us on iTunes. Go on. Oh yeah, <laughs> do that. Yeah,
2: Audrey, uh, you can go you. first.
3: I am. I am optimum on Prime at Twitter and Tumblr. Um, like uh, Optimum. Op, like optimum, as in what used to be a very big cable network in the U.S. <laughs> um and it used to be Optimum online, and then I did that as a pun with Optimus Prime. Hmm. I'm bad, huh. and now it's Optimum on Prime. Um, and That's... also, uh, I am part of uh, another podcast called Dungeons and Lesbians, and we are DNL Podcast on Twitter and Dungeons and uh, Com.
2: Nice. Nice. Uh, I'm I'm Jared again. Thanks for having me here. I really appreciate being on this. Episode. Thank you, Joey. And uh, you can you can listen to my podcast, Awakster, that I do with my friend Jordan. Uh, we talk about music and we do a different album each week. We're not going to be posting an episode this upcoming weekend because I need a mental health break. But uh, I, I think we have some pretty good episodes out already. If you want to go back and listen to those, we've been doing it for over a year at this point. Uh, you can find us on Awakester at Twitter and Tumblr. Uh, pretty straightforward. And we also have Spotify playlists under uh, This Week on Awakester and the Awakester Archive. So you can listen to what we're actively talking about on the most recent episode. And you can also listen to every album we've talked about so far. Except for maybe one or two that just aren't on Spotify. Mm-hmm. But that's that.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot to mention, before before I go with my my plugs, I just want to mention... We are we are friends of the Noise Space Network. Uh you should listen to the many one of the many podcasts. You can find me at, at Mike underscore Dawson was a zero on Twitter. Mike Dawson was a zero no underscore on Tumblr. You can find my comedy blog at Xbox underscore holiday. And what was the last thing? I if there was something else to mention, I oh, I like to plug a podcast that might fall outside your the average listener's uh Periphery. So this week I'm shouting out What You Fight For, a Mouse Guard podcast. Nice. It's mm. pretty good. Uh, it's pretty active and you should listen to it. Anyways.
0: Maybe maybe if I listen to it, I would finally learn the rules to Mouse Guard. <laughs> 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 um hi, I'm Sarah. Uh you can find me on Twitter and uh, I think Instagram and some other places at Sarah McCostumes um i've been doing a lot of costume stuff lately because i study that at university so if you want to see any of that kind of shit that i post uh there'll be a lot of that these days because i'm very busy and i'm very stressed and i'm probably not going to be here next week because i'm going to die um and yeah you can follow me on tumblr at cosme and my etsy shop is closed because i'm too busy to run it goodbye (laughs) thank you for listening to our podcast
2: yeah thanks for listening
0: Oh, that's, uh, a oh, oh that's, that's a podcast. Oh,
3: that's a podcast.
2: And, Jared, uh, you can... are you
0: taking us out? Yeah, Jared, I was, I was please take say... us out with your best, longest Joey boy ever.
2: Okay. Um, and you can you can join us next time on Pod of Greed for episode twenty-four. Uh, anyway, Norman Reedus booty ass handprint slap booty ass dirt butt cheeks hand slap. Close enough.
1: (laughs)